Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, infinite love and wisdom. Thank you for your fearlessness, your joy, and your wisdom. Let your words flow through me. Let your actions flow through me and let your thoughts be my thoughts. Hey, welcome to Mountain Man Nutrition, season two of the, the podcast. And summer is coming to an end. That means uh, season two is starting. We take a nice long uh, break over the summer uh, to do other things, but we're back. And uh, season two is hopefully going to be awesome and informative and to get you look at, to look at nutrition, diet, um, and lifestyle. So uh, with Mountain Man Nutrition uh, podcast, we're going to discuss all things uh, carnivore, keto, low-carb, meditation, Buddhism, um, exercise, um, eating right, mindset, and whatever else we can throw out there and throw in here. Um, and it's going to be all over the board this year. I have some pre-recorded uh, uh, podcasts I'm going to be putting out that I did over the summer with some awesome guests. Also going to be chatting it up live with just my thoughts, uh, experiences, and what's going on uh, with my life. So uh, let's get started with Mountain Man Nutrition Podcast, episode number one. All right, welcome to Mountain Man Nutrition Season 2, Episode 1, and we're talking, uh, uh, oh, by the way, hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jeffrey Hipschman. I am a uh, nutritional therapist practitioner, a professional chef, uh, a part-time lift driver sometimes, a uh, restaurant and bar manager, and also a uh, just a nutrition goof. I love to um, research and read and cook on uh, nutrition to make myself and my family uh, as healthy as possible without being um, crazy around it. So uh, that's uh, super important. So anyway, uh, moving on to the podcast, we're going to talk about my metabolism a little bit and what I've discovered um, over this process. So uh, I understand that I was eating low carb for a long time. And after a while, I stopped losing weight. And, and I used to be 360 pounds, and I'm about 245 right now, I think. And uh, uh, after a while of losing weight, um, I stopped losing weight and started creeping up a little bit. And then I started eating more and more of the things I didn't want to eat. Um, and I, I get, I'm a food addict as well. Um, and that kind of snuck in there. And how I understand what had happened is my metabolism had dropped to a level lower um, to conserve the my food and energy. Yeah, even on low carb. And then um, subconsciously, my body would be craving more food and instant food and instant uh, energy. And, and then I would feed myself that, that food and energy. And because I had a lower metabolism, my body would store that food as fat even at a lower uh, at a lower weight, so I'd start gaining weight again, right? Because my metabolism was so low, it would store it um, at a lower rate. It'd store fat at a lower rate, and then I'd, I'd start gaining weight, and and I didn't get it, you know. And then I went keto, and then after of a, a nice period of keto, um, it would happen again, right? So even on keto, my metabolism would drop, 
And then I would crave and eat different things and starting eating more and more. And then even at a lower weight, my metabolism, my metabolism would start storing fat again. Uh, and um, I would, you know, gain weight again. So it, it was a problem and I couldn't figure it out. And finally, after going carnivore for a month and doing an experiment um, and, and learning a little bit about it, I kind of figured it out. So uh, low carb is... Uh, you know, a low carbohydrate diet, you know, and I'm, I guess maybe under a hundred grams of carbs or maybe 120 grams of carbs would be low carb. Um, uh, that's way too much for me, but it's, it's, it's still better than the 360 grams of carbs that regular Americans eat. Um, and then keto of course is typically under 50 carbs. Uh, a lot of people do, you know, under 30, somewhere between 30 and 50. Everybody's metabolically different. And, um, you can kind of swing back and forth depending on how diligent you want to be, need to be, or have to be. Um, you can, I highly recommend you figure that out. What's going to be best for you, but, um, around 30 carbs or less is better for me when I'm in keto ketosis. Um, and then carnivore is no carbs. It's strictly meat and maybe a little bit of hard cheese, um, and some healthy fats and, and mostly meat. And, uh, I loved, I love carnivore. Um, but I understand uh, that I have to fluctuate ongoingly, okay? It doesn't work for me to stick to low carb. It doesn't work for me to stick to uh, keto ketosis. It doesn't work for me to stick to carnivore. I have to uh, do a little bit of keto. And then after a couple of weeks, I go to carnivore and do that or a couple of weeks and then jump back maybe to do a little bit of low carb, but not so low, not so high. Um, and then go back into ketosis and go to carnivore. And I have to keep my body guessing so my metabolism doesn't plummet and I go through the same cycle. Um, and this isn't for everybody. You know, this cycling um, that I find that works best for me is definitely not for everybody. I, I, I understand it. I kind of look at it like this. And it's the same with my workouts. I, I get bored. Like if I'm in the gym, for a couple months, I get bored um, and I get, you know, complacent, unmotivated. If I do um, kickboxing or Krav Maga or um, cycling or hiking or whatever, if I'm doing the same thing over and over and over, I, I get bored. It, it stops working for me and I have to change it up. So I constantly change up my workouts and do different things to keep myself excited. But also like um, any workout guy or anybody in the gym will tell you, you have to um, transition. You can't just do the same curls all the time and you can't do the same bench or the same squat routine all the time because your body will get used to it and you won't grow as, as much and um, it's not as effective as mixing things up. You know, and that's pretty much old science now in this uh, in the uh, fitness industry is keep it uh, fluctuating, keep your body guessing. And I have to do that um, in the same way uh, when I eat and on a bigger level uh, to keep myself interested um, in the gym. Right. So we're, <laughs> we're kind of jumping around and talking about a couple of different things, but it just seems to be it works for me to keep things changing all the time. Um, and my wife will laugh at me if I say this, but it's maybe it's cause I'm Gemini, <laughs> right? Like I need things changing all the time, but, uh, it, it's so true for me to mix it up and to keep it guessing. And, and, and I highly recommend if, if you haven't figured it out, um, try it. Um, and I want to talk about one other thing too, why we're on it is this motivation. Like, um, there's a ton of people out there and, and a lot of people I follow, 
just have so much motivation and so much drive. And they just, you know, like they're just hardwired that way. Um, and they just, they have the mental capacity to, to, to just be motivated all the time. And I am not that cat. You know, I am not super motivated. I'm not super, um, you know, excited to get in the gym. I'm not super excited to eat a certain way. I'm not super excited, you know, like I'm not trying to get crazy building a business like and work 80 hours a week. You know, I've had um, work addiction and every other kind of addiction in my life. And, and it's not for me, you know, um, spending three hours in the gym because I'm super excited and I super love it is not me. I'm not that cat. Um, so what, what can take the place of that motivation? Um, and, and I found that three things uh, take the place of that. You know, number one, consistency, right? If you, if I can just be consistent in my plan and follow my plan, um, this helps a lot. And then momentum, when I am, I get going and I just keep it going, it's momentum and I do a lot better because it's so hard for me if I quit doing something, um, it's so hard for me to get back going. Like for instance, meditation, you know, if I'm on a roll and I'm meditating every single day and I'm doing it in and out and, and I got my time down and I, it's, 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 you know, I feel so great. And then something happens in life and I put it on the back burner and I don't make it a priority. Um, you know, it's so hard to get back into the routine and then I struggle and I struggle and I struggle until I can get it back in. So, uh, like momentum, just keep it going, keep it going and keep it doing. It really, really works for me. And then integrity, doing what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it, um, is huge for me. So those three things is, is integrity, doing what I say I'm going to do, consistency, consistency, just doing it uh, every day or right on my schedule that I have, just doing it when I schedule it and momentum, keep it going. Those three things really, really work for me. And, and inside of my diet, how does that look? Well, inside of my diet, uh, it looks like I mark down on my calendar, and this may seem crazy to people, but it works for me, um, that I write my first meal down between one and two o'clock. Like this is when I eat between one and two. I don't eat before that. I can't eat before that. I don't allow myself to eat before that. And then I eat my second meal between uh, like six and seven, right? So two meals a day, no snacking. I don't allow myself to snack. And I have this in my calendar and this is a goal. And I really, really have it the for in the forefront of my presence, of my being. Like it's on my mind when I'm in the kitchen in the morning at seven in the morning, seven thirty in the morning cooking bacon uh, or whatever for the kids, like I know I'm not going to eat. Most of the time I'm not hungry and it's not an issue, but get it. I'm a food addict and you put food in front of me and if I'm cooking food and this has been a problem my whole life, like I want it. If Even if I'm not hungry, it's a mental game. I want it. I want that bacon. Number one, I love bacon. Who doesn't? But I want to eat it at seven in the morning when I'm not hungry. So it's a mental game. And I have to be extremely present. And I put myself in presence, like really focused, like I'm not hungry. I feel my belly, feel my stomach, feel my presence. I'm not hungry. I know I'm not hungry. It's a mental game and I don't have to listen to the mind because the mind's going to you know, do what it's going to do. It's just going to think anyway. And it's going to tell me that I'm hungry uh, even when I'm not. So I need to be focused on that. So I cook the kids uh, breakfast with joy and happiness because I love cooking for them. 
And uh, I go on about my business and I drink my water and I drink my coffee and I'm super happy, right? So that is the game plan is I write it, I write it down in my calendar. I got my calendar right in front of me and I work off of it a lot. You know, it's, it's everything scheduled because it has to be, because if I don't have that discipline, if I don't have that consistency, if I don't have that written down, like it's willy nilly for me and I'll just go into the kitchen and eat, you know, just randomly open the refrigerator door, stare at it, you know, what's in there. I'm not that hungry, but Hey, mental, emotional, whatever's going on in my life drives me to the refrigerator to open it up, see what's in there. And I can't do that. So like really just not going into the kitchen opening the fridge, not being around it, not thinking about it, being present to what I'm doing has saved me tremendously, right? And so uh, maybe you guys don't have that issue. Maybe you do. But if you do, man, this is a great um, policy or a strategy or an idea or goal to write down like this is when I eat one o'clock, right? So it's 10.55 a.m. and uh, I'm going to eat at one o'clock today between one and two. Uh, probably at one. And, um, you know, that's the game plan. So um, that's what I have to do. So I have to schedule my uh, my eating. Now, now get it. If I want to eat um, next week at two o'clock or at 11 o'clock, that's fine. Like that's even will probably happen. Or even on the weekends, like let's eat at 10 with the kids because they get up late. And when we go do something, then they have a late breakfast. Maybe I'll schedule myself at 10 o'clock, but it's scheduled right? It's a goal. It's planned. This is what I'm going to eat. So I'm not eating at seven o'clock before we go on a family hike or something like that, right? So it's scheduled. It's still lined out. It's in there and no snacking, right? So uh, it doesn't matter even if you want to eat three times a day, even if you want to eat one time a day, um, you know, in, hey, maybe you want to have a late night snack because you've got um, you know, you're working late, your schedule's changed or whatever, and you want you know, you know, you're going to be starving at midnight because you work until 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, hey, schedule it, you know, put it in there. It, it's OK. Just schedule it, you know, and be focused on that schedule. It works for me. Now, I am not a, oh, a micro macro nutrient writer downer. You know what I mean? Like I have definitely followed uh, and tracked my macros uh, for a long time. And every meal I write it down or I plan the meal and write it down and have that. Um, and it's the same thing with my budget, man. I just don't, and, and don't get motivated and, or, you know, am not consistent with writing stuff down as I do it. It's just not me. A lot of people can, you know, every time they spend a dollar, they write it down. So they're tracking their budget and things like that. Um, I am not good at that. I'm not writing, you know, and, and wanting to take the time to research how much, um, this brand of bacon, um, calories is and, um, how much fat is in it and, you know, how much this um, ketchup that is no sugar added, how many calories is it? Like, I, I just don't want to take the time to do it and I don't do it. And I've been doing this particularly for me long enough to know what I can eat, what I can't and how to handle it. But that's from research. So I'm not advising you not to do it. I'm just saying uh, I don't do it anymore um, because it's a priority of time and attention and I will be graded at it for a week and then it just slip off and it's not sustainable for me. So I don't do it. Right. So what I do is I just know and I educate myself what I can and can't eat, what diet or what lifestyle am I kind of leading at that time? Am I completely carnivore right now? Or am I 
keto or if I'm low carb or what setting am I doing? What is my goal? What am I focused on? And then I live and die by that, even if it's, um, and I do it at the grocery store when I'm shopping. You know what I mean? Like I'm putting together meals and plans and things in my head, um, what I'm going to cook together and how I'm going to do it. And and I kind of go by that. Now, get it. My, my family doesn't eat the same things necessarily as I do. I got kids. You know, they eat pears. And they eat apples, organic, the small ones, um, you know, and I make homemade keto cookies for them, um, which I don't eat myself because it's a trigger. Um, but it's, you know, they don't eat exactly the same thing I do. I'll give them gluten-free something every now and again, like noodles, um, even though I, I really think that gluten-free noodles is just another high-processed carbohydrate. But, you know, what? they love noodles and every now and again. Uh, I'll make them, you know, a noodle dish. So um, they're not eating the same thing I'm eating. So I also have to keep that in mind when I'm shopping and cooking my own things. And how important is that when I'm cooking for them to not eat what, you know, what they want to eat because I'm a food addict, right? So I have to focus on that as well. Um, And so being present to this is my meal and this is their meal and this is what we're doing um, really works for me. You know, and a lot of times I'll sit down while they're eating because I've already eaten or I'm not ready to eat yet. It's not my scheduled time, but I made them food and they're eating and and I sit down with them because I want to be a family and pay attention to them and have fun with them um, while they're eating and, you know, talk and and hang out and be goofy. Um, So that's a definite um, process that I have, you know, and it is difficult like when you have kids um, or wife, or husband, or what have you, family members that aren't doing exactly the same thing you're doing. It's a it's a stressor, um, and you have to be um, present to it, and you have to have that conversation. You know, especially with the uh, significant other, or your parents, or whoever you're in your environment, or sharing the kitchen with you, or your roommates, or whoever. You know, like you have to bring them on board um, with what you're doing. You know, and, and it could be a tough conversation like, hey, I understand that I'm not asking you to eat like I eat, but this is how I'm going to eat. And uh, I just need your support. You know, like don't offer me your gluten free crackers, you know, because I don't want them. Don't offer me the cake that you had at the office party and you brought a piece home from, you know, don't offer me uh, whatever your um, frappuccino um, that you brought home because you stopped at on the way home from work and got a frappuccino, don't offer it to me, please. You know, don't leave your, don't leave that stuff in the refrigerator either. You know, don't leave your leftover half a sandwich, uh, in the fridge, um, for me to like get triggered by, please. Can you support me, uh, in my health goal? And, uh, a lot of times they will come along first at support and then they'll come along with this healthy lifestyle that you're leading um, because they see the awesome and inspiring changes in you and it brings them right along. So hopefully that's what's happening uh, in your life. Um, our family is definitely low carb um, uh, as, a, as a whole and as a rule, but not necessarily carnivore and not necessarily keto. So, uh, and, and that's good enough, right? Um, my family, you know, family definitely is supportive and um, is really encouraging. And when I set a boundary, um, it's firmly followed. Um, and I'm super happy about that. And because we're a team, right? And I cultivated this team. And, and I highly recommend 
that you cultivate um, the team around you, around your family setting, you know, and hopefully um, they will be able to support you in your health journey, you know, and the more you educate yourself on this health journey, um, the more knowledge that you have, the more you can explain what you're going on, the science behind it, the emotion behind it, and what you want to do, uh, and why you're wanting to do it. And um, the more you research, the more you experience this, and you do it, and you feel great, and you've changed your attitude, you're not on the couch at five o'clock, um, resting because you have so much energy, you can go till eight until you get tired, you know, like these little things um, are evident and can help your family or your friends or whoever, like come on board, your roommates, come on board with what you're doing, because they see um, uh, your experience and how your experience is going and how nice it is, right? But it takes time, like this is not a fix it all, one minute, you know, pop a pill and be a different person, um, have a different metabolism, lose 25 pounds, you know, um, it's totally different um, than that. You know, this is a slow game, it takes a while to learn, we can dive right into it and start doing it if it works for you, but um, results are slow, you have to educate yourself, and then what happens as soon as you think you got to figure it out, something changes and you got to change a little bit too right? Uh, something changes again, and then you got to figure figure it out. You know, I went from uh, low carb to um, uh, no grain at all to keto and um, right to carnivore and then, you know, changing it all up. And um, it's really, really worked for me. So I'm super excited to be able to um, give you this information, you know, and to help you um, see this. And if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. Um, but, uh, some of these tips and goals hopefully, um, are, are, you're seeing it and you can implement it, you know, writing things down, um, mixing up, uh, your lifestyle as in keto to carnivore to, um, fasting, you know, to intermittent fasting. Um, it's, it's all, um, in the planning and, all in the education. You know, there's a big thing out there called N equals one, which is, you know, your, your one person experiment, see how it works for you. If that's not exactly the results you want, change it up, try something else, read a new book and see about um, implementing that, you know, that next step. And uh, I really am a component of like coaching people and not coaching them that what works for me. I tell them what works for me, but I don't insist that they do what worked for me because that's silly, right? Because we're all different. We're all bio-individual. And what exactly worked for me is not necessarily going to work for you. You know, you need your own experiment. You need your own planning. You need to live the lifestyle and make adjustments, right? But then you also can't sit on the sidelines and just be critical um, without ever trying. If you've never been in ketosis, then you can't really say anything about ketosis, right? Because you're uneducated. You haven't had the experience um, of ketosis. So you have to experience life before you know anything about it. You have to experience um, a lifestyle before you can um, make those adjustments. So uh, give it a try. Um, try new things. Keep um, changing it up if that's going to work for you. Some people can just eat, you know, cheeseburgers. Um, Every day, all day long. 
sometimes that works for people and it's a great diet for them and that's what they do. You know, like a piece of meat patty, a piece of cheddar cheese, um, good. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it, it doesn't work for me <laughs> um, creatively either. You know, I'm a recipe writer and I love to do new things and try new things as a chef. And um, and I there's no love in that for me. So, uh, but if it works for you, awesome. I'm super happy for you. And it, I'm sure it makes life simpler. But uh, I really uh, want to want you to know that uh, it's okay to change it up. And it's okay to like stagnate or not have all the answers but it's not okay to give up, right? So keep trying, keep adjusting your macros, keep trusting your micros, like add new things, take away some things and see really what works for you. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. So if you like uh, anything I had to say or how things are working out for you, let me know. Um, you can um, also get on um, iTunes and rate this and see if it helped you and give a thumbs up or a five star or give me a message or a one star or whatever you want to do. Um, just let me know how it's working out for you and have a great day and good wishes. Hey, this is uh, Jeffrey with Mountain Man Nutrition again. And if you like the podcast you just heard, uh, tell a friend. Share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, uh, wherever you can share it. Tell uh, somebody who can benefit from it because that's why I'm here and that's why I'm doing this podcast is to benefit as many people as possible. Uh, millions and millions of Americans uh, have suffered from type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, and uh, are continue to suffer. So if we can benefit them, uh, in any way, shape, or form with this podcast, I want to do that. So please uh, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, get on iTunes and give me a five-star rating uh, if you liked it, uh, five stars. And then write a little uh, uh, blog about it or a little uh, uh, give me, say something about it so other people can find it um, that you're not sharing it with. You know, the more people who listen, uh, the more uh, benefit we can do for others, and you can be a part of that. And I'm asking you to be part of that. So let's uh, share this podcast as often as possible. Thank you very much and good wishes to you.